Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. Jesus said to her, Mary, in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. A few weeks ago, I had a meeting with Tracy, who works for ServPro, to survey the damage to the church from the recent winter storm. I was unprepared for this meeting, at least emotionally speaking, and for the green sticker that Tracy would place upon many items in our beloved church, because on that green sticker were two letters, a T and an L, which stands for total loss, meaning that if an item received a green sticker, the instructions were clear. It had to be thrown out. It could not be restored, and it would not be coming back. As the day went on, I came to loathe this green sticker and what it came to represent. Because the truth is, each time I saw that sticker, I could not help but think of you and our world and the people we love and all the green stickers placed upon our life this past year. The trips we did not take, the experiences we couldn't have, the funerals we didn't attend, the weddings that got canceled, the schooling that's been a mess, the marriages that have been stretched. And what I know to be true is that for all, it's been a challenge, but that for some, it has felt like a total loss, as if a green sticker has been placed not on our stuff, but on our life. And for the people of God, This is not a new experience. When Adam and Eve were banished from Eden, or when Joseph was cast into a pit, when Israel wasted away as slaves, when Jonah prayed from the belly of a fish, when the people hung their harps and wept by the waters of Babylon, and when God's own son sweat blood in Gethsemane. I can only imagine in those moments that it felt very dark, as if God was absent in life, a total loss. And certainly, this must have been true for Mary Magdalene rushing to the tomb while it was still dark, a picture not just of the time, but of Mary's emotional state. It is dark when she goes to anoint her Lord's body, a final act of love and devotion, something she can control 
in a world that feels out of control. And when she discovers that the tomb is empty, so great is her grief that not even angels can offer solace. They have taken away my Lord, she cries, and I do not know where they have laid him. And so there she is. And at times, there we are. Not knowing the next move. While it is still dark, our defenses down, our plan torn to shreds, unable to fix the real problems in life that stalk us in the company of angels, but needing Jesus. There she is. And eventually, there we are too, about to give up. When we hear a voice, a voice that's familiar and ever new, all at the same time, and this voice calls us by name. Mary, John, St. Michael's, wake up. Why are you weeping? I am alive. You are alive. The tomb is empty. There is no reason to cry, not ultimately, because God has defeated death. When Winston Churchill was planning his funeral, he wanted a bugler to play the sound of taps after the benediction, which is the universal signal that the day is over. And this would have been culturally appropriate and pretty standard at the funeral of a British statesman. But less orthodox was what he wanted to happen next, for as soon as taps was finished, which was supposed to be the cue for all that they were to be sober and quiet and sad, Churchill wanted another bugler placed on the other side of the cathedral to play the notes of Reveille, which, as you may know, is more of a it's time to get up, it's time to get up, it's time to get up in the morning kind of tune. The point of today's gospel, the point of Easter, the point of Christianity is that at the end of history and at the end of your life, the last note played will not be taps, but it will be reveille. And that like the cloth in today's gospel that was placed on Jesus's head, that death itself will be rolled up and placed to the side In the words of Isaiah, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast, the best food, the best wine, and death itself will be swallowed up forever. And so here's my question for us. Can we take this hope in and learn to see the world through Easter eyes Because as Barbara Brown Taylor likes to say, our God is not in the business of granting wishes. No, God is in the business of raising the dead. And here's the thing, in a world that believes in the finality of green stickers, a world that says, hey, this is all there is, 
I know it can be hard to feel such hope, but it is possible. And it is God's desire for our life. And if we can dare to live our life with such hope, it will change us into very specific ways. First, we will hear the Lord call our name more frequently. Because notice in today's gospel, the risen Christ is talking to Mary, but Mary doesn't notice him, not at first. And I can't help but wonder how often the same is true for us. I mean, right, how often is Jesus right there speaking in the friend or the sacrament or the silence or the challenging life circumstance, but fully present, revealing himself, speaking our name, but we don't see because there is a part of us that doesn't yet really know he's alive. But the point of Easter is that Jesus is not dead, but alive, resurrected and present in your life. Because here's the thing, I imagine that you know what it's like to feel alone and to wonder, does anyone really know me or see me? And today we affirm that the answer to all of these questions is a resounding yes. Jesus sees you. Jesus knows you. Jesus loves you. And the risen Christ is always present, whether we notice or not, speaking our name. And so I want to invite us to listen a bit more deeply this Easter, to look a bit more closely, to expect a bit more frequently, because if we do, we're not going to find the gardener, but the one who created the garden. And then second, the real meaning of Easter, there is ultimately no such thing as a green sticker. The painful divorce the untimely death, the horrible mistake you can't undo, the relationships you can't fix, the impossible quandaries you can't solve. They're a comma in your narrative, not a period, and certainly not an exclamation mark. With God, there is no such thing as a total loss, because remember with God, the final note is never taps, but reveille. There is a great scene in The Lord of the Rings where Sam discovers that Gandalf is still alive. I thought you were dead, he screams. And then Sam sobers up and asks Gandalf a question. Is everything sad going to come untrue? I will admit it can be hard and vulnerable to fully take this hope in. But if the resurrection of the Son of God means anything, it's that a day will surely come when everything that's sad, sad about our world and about our life and about human history, that it will all come untrue. And in the words of Isaiah, it will be said on that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. As the Lord God wipes away every tear from every eye and the sound of reveille echoes throughout 
God's new creation. And so as Jesus said to Mary, so I say to you, do not hold on. Do not hold on to what you have lost. Do not hold on to what you fear. Do not hold on to your picture of how you think life should unfold. It's a wild ride. And we're all going to have moments when the enemy saddles us with the green sticker and whispers lies, asking us to believe that it's all a total loss. And so when that happens, peel that sticker off and throw it in the garbage because that is exactly where it belongs if you believe in the resurrection. The tomb is empty. Life is full. And there is nothing in heaven or earth that has any power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is alive. And so are you for all eternity. Amen.